30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam on this very cool, late, uh, what's today? Friday evening. Um, we can talk about The Holdovers, a movie that's gotten some considerable Oscar buzz. I don't think it's in the conversation for Best Picture. I do think the acting performance is going to get some nominations from quite a few members of the cast. Um, I... Looking at this movie, I think that... First and foremost, it's... it's let, let's just talk about what the movie is. It, it is a... It's about a... A teacher who's kind of an old curmudgeon who has to get along with this student that he has to basically babysit because it's a boarding school and some of the students don't go home. For the semester, so uh, for the for the winter break, so it's his job to sit there with this student. He ends up the short end of the stick, and now he has this, you know, this student that he's got to take care of. Um, he has to he has the help of the cook, who is there because she doesn't want to leave the school because it was the last place that she spent time with her son besides the bus station, who died in Vietnam. And it's just one of those stories that's just, you're going to go through a roller coaster of fucking emotions through this entire thing. Because the emotional moments really land. Um, there are a few emotional gut punches that just land so well. Um, the, the uh, I'm forgetting his name already, the kid and, and Paul. Paul being his name in the movie too, not Paul, not really Paul Giamatti. Um, having a scene later, like, later in the movie, where the kid expresses his fear of turning out like his father, who has severe schizophrenia, um, the scene where, you know, him with the dad is, is also very powerful, and then there's the scene where she, Mary, the, um, the kitchen, you know, manager, goes to her sister's place, and is bringing this box um, with her. She brings this box with her, and the box is all of her son's baby clothes. And it's just heartbreaking. Um, Divine Joy Randolph is, I think, the actress's name. She's just fantastic. I think her and um, what's it called her and uh, um, what's and, and Paul Giamatti are both definitely in solid contention for actor and actress um, for this movie. Both of them do fantastic jobs. Um, because it, without them, the emo- even like the smaller emotional moments, like at one point there's a party that they go to um, where she ends up drunk and reminiscing about her son while, while this, you know, old music's playing. And he thinks he's hitting it off with this woman he works with. And 
you know, they're, they're having a great time, and, and, and they're talking, and it's going great, and then her husband comes in, and it's just this thing where it's like, you, you just, he sells it so well, the, the, the instant of crushed, that he opened himself up, and then it just kind of going away, um, and then him kind of reassuming the stoic, you know, nature of his personality, um, just everything about this movie just works so, so well. Um, uh, what else have we got? Um, I think that, like, there's this annoying little, you know, like, I think that the, the kid who plays the main guy, whose name I'm forgetting, both the actor and the, uh, and, and the, and the kid himself and the, and the character, um, he also does really great work. Um, and you can tell they're making a push for him as well because it's like, anytime you're watching a movie and it's like, and introducing this actor, it's like, oh, so this is an actor who hasn't been in anything major before. This is going to be their first real outing. And they did such a good job that you're like, you want to remember this name. Unfortunately, I didn't remember the name. Um, so, it is what it is. Uh, it is definitely, you know... Like, this is one of those movies where it's like, I'm watching, and I go back and forth on whether or not it's going to be considered a classic, or whether or not this enters into the, the, you know, the, the quiver of the great Christmas movies. I think it could go either way, um, because I, I do think there's a lot of things in this movie that do really work. I think it is a little long for what it is, um, and... There is a lot of heavy-handed exposition early on in the movie that does kind of bog down what needs to happen, like what what happens, especially considering we have this exposition for characters who don't end up staying in the movie for very long after that anyway. Like we don't really need an explanation as to who these other kids are because they get whisked away in a helicopter um, without. You know, and, and leave just Paul and the and, and the and the and the kid behind. Like we don't need that. You know, we don't need that. Um, I, I think that that especially considering how much of that goes into it. Like there are some good character moments that happen there. Don't get me wrong. Um, this guy behind me could not get any closer to me. Um, if he tried, but. The, the the idea that, like, you know, we need to see him... At, like, there, are, there are moments in that show that, like, oh, he's rough. And he's, he's a little bit of an asshole. But he's still a good person underneath that. Like, it is an exterior. It's about breaking down that exterior. And, and it's a movie about breaking down the exteriors for both of them. Um, so that way we, the audience, and the two of them, each other, get a look at the man under the mask. Um, while still keeping that mask up. Uh, which is some interesting kind of, you know, juxtaposition to do with that. Um, I don't know why this guy feels the need to, whenever we come to a stoplight, park directly on top of me. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Um, but look, I think this movie is great. If you have the chance to watch it in a theater, I'd recommend it. Um, I also don't think it's a focused features thing, so it'll likely end up on, um what's it called, on, on Peacock in reasonably short order, um, and, and the comedic moments do really land, like, a lot of the comedic moments you see in the trailer, um, which can make the movie look like a comedy a lot more than it is, but there are a lot of comedic moments that do really, 
you know, work well. It's not breaking the tension entirely to have a comedic moment once or twice, but it is kind of this moment of, like, you know, small moments of levity because these, these are, you know, they're human, and, it, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I hate movies where it's just, you know, unless there's a reason for it, like, I can understand Oppenheimer, where it's like, everyone is very serious, and there are one or two small moments that, like, I remember being in the theater, and I don't know what, but I remember laughing at something, but it's like, you, you get these moments where it's like, you, you, you get, like, even in those, you get these, you know, these small little respites, um, uh, that was probably just the JFK announcement, um, yeah, that's probably it, but, and that's at the very end of the movie, um, the young upstart senator from, uh, from Massachusetts, uh, uh, Kennedy's his name, um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, motherfucker, this is just the same thing as, like, oh, why don't you go by your middle name, Robin, um, but yeah, I, I, I want, like, I would recommend watching this movie, again, it is a little long for what it is, it's like, and I think it is paced reasonably well, but there are a few points in the movie where I'm like, alright, we can end it now, like, we can, we can figure this out, and by the way, I don't think, I mean, I've seen our demographics, I know what our demographics are, but if you're someone who is over 50, I would say, and you're going to a movie theater for, for the first time since the pandemic, this is not the first time this has happened, where I've seen this, this incident kind of happen in a small theater, um, they use assigned seating now, and they have been since COVID, reason being during COVID, they would, they wanted you to, uh, what's it called, they wanted, you know, to be able to space people out. So even theaters that were not assigned seating theaters quickly became them. And that has not gone away. And there's a quality of life thing that goes along with that. Namely, I don't have to get to the movie theater an hour and a half before the showtime and still sit three inches away from the screen like that time when we saw The Force Awakens. Um, and my neck hurt for like a week after that. Um, so, so this is a net benefit for everyone. Everyone works out a little bit better with this system. Apparently, people don't understand that, though, because every single time I go to a I go to a movie and there is a large contingent of people over the age of 50 at the screening, there is always an issue. Invariably, there is an issue where people have a hard time keeping track of the fact that you picked the seat when you bought the ticket, that's the seat you sit, sit in. So what ends up happening is it always devolves into this weird game of musical chairs where the person sitting in the seat all and I think it's too, it's like it's like that thing where it's like you go to a sporting event and you buy a seat in the nosebleeds. It's the old Jerry Seinfeld bit where it's like, Oh, oh, my mistake. We thought our seats were here. I don't know how we did that. These seats are good, those seats are bad. Like like there there were this one these two people came in before the movie started and they the woman is older. And there's that front row that there are no stairs for the front row. There's no stairs down, there's no stairs up. It is just at the level of the floor when you walk into the theater. And they bought seats in the top row. And he's like, well, do you want to just sit down here? And I'm like, then why don't you just buy the handicapped seats if she can't handle getting up and down the stairs? Why would you buy the seats in the top row? And then be like, oh, well, we'll just sit here. Like... Mercifully, no one buys the seats in the first two rows, so it's not a huge deal. Unless you're me trying to get into a screening of Asteroid City earlier this year. Um, but, Jesus, fuck. Um, it's like, just buy the seats you want. 
like don't like it, 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 it it's just this general breakdown of society I think to an extent I've noticed where it's like we're just kind of okay with things getting shittier and people being shittier to each other um, where it's like look I mean people just don't understand what the rules of the road or or key things like that it's just kind of I don't know I feel like I'm going into an old man you know yelling about the youngins but it's like I don't know I feel like it's older people who are having this issue more than anyone else uh, where it's like, you know, pay attention for crying out loud. Anyway, we'll wrap up there for today. We will do uh, stuff this weekend. We do have the killer we are still going to do. We do have the, uh, what's it called? And again, person next to me realizes they're not paying attention, realizes they're in the wrong lane, so now they're going to try and cut me off because I'm in the right lane. And it was like on my way to the movie theater, too, it happened, where it's like, we have these lanes out here. I've talked about the asshole lane before, where it's like, the idea that there are these lanes that are designed to have the flow of traffic, to handle the flow of traffic during surge times. Um, if that lane is also a, uh, a turning lane, and you elect to, you know, go and, and block that lane strictly so that way you can, you know, you can get out in front, but block people from turning, you're an asshole. I'm sorry, you're an asshole. Because it's, like, it's a straightaway, yes, but it's a straightaway so that way if there's a lot of traffic, you go that way. And especially if there's a turn arrow where you can make a right on red. You can't, like, uh, whatever. It is what it is. I feel like I'm ranting now. We'll wrap up there. We will do The Killer at some point this weekend, the new um, David Fincher movie over on Netflix. We will do uh, Scott Pilgrim, and we will catch up on Invincible uh, Season 2 uh, all at some point over the next few days. Uh, But until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.